from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. I'm your host, Dave Ramsey. Jade Washaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host. Open phones for you to call in and talk about your life. We'll talk about you right in front of you. The phone number is 888-825-5225. You jump in, and we'll talk. Tristan's going to start this hour in Indianapolis. Hi, Tristan. How are you? I'm great. How are you, Dave? Better than I deserve. What's up? Um, so I'm calling to get some advice on our situation. Um, I'm a stay-at-home mom. My husband's a full-time nurse making 80000 a year. Um, we have about 140000 in um, just various debts um, to get paid off. Our house, we have about 173000 left on our house. If we were to sell today in the market, we can make about 100000 I guess my question is, should we do that to pay off some of this debt? You got 140000 How much was it in debt? Yeah, about 140000 and we have two cars. Okay, how much of that? Loans. Give me your car breakdown. Um, my husband's car is like 88, is 8,800. My car is at like 11,000. Okay. And what's the rest of this mess? Um, we got one credit card at like a thousand. We have another credit card at like 9,000. Um, and then we have student loans and we have a, a smaller loan. That's at like 11 or 12,000 that helped fix our crawl space. The student loans are the big chunk. Yes, yes, mine especially. How much is it? Um, it's about 80. And how many kids do you guys have? We have three. How old are they? Sorry, I know that's rapid uh, fire. No, you're good. <laughs> uh, we have an eight-year-old, a five-year-old, and a one-and-a-half-year-old. Mm. If it's me, I, I have a couple questions. Okay, he's a nurse. Yeah. He's making 80000 Is Were mm-hmm. you working before kids, or have you always been a stay-at-home mom? Um, I've worked here and there. I worked briefly, um, when my oldest was little. And then once we had my second, um, my paycheck essentially just would pay for childcare and it just wasn't worth it for us. So what was your career? Um, um, I mean, just customer service type gigs. I worked at a gym, front Mm -hmm. desk type things. You have a degree? I don't. Okay. And your husband's a nurse. Okay. Is there anything that you can, I, I, let me rephrase that question. I think that there are things that you can also do to earn money from home mm-hmm. when you have time. Because at the end of the day, the equation here is we've got to get the income up. I wouldn't sell the house to get $100,000 if that was your initial question. Um, yeah. I think that you guys need to work through this. And I know that you can work through this. 140000 80000 income. If you can find $20,000, if you can find $25,000 a year, anything is going to help this equation move faster. Right. Right. Because at this point, uprooting the family, doing all this to get $100,000, you're going to have to then save up three to six months and then you're going to save up a down payment. And whatever you move over to to rent, it's not going to be a big difference. As a matter of fact, you could end up spending more money monthly. Yeah. If I were in your shoes, I would go through three years of hell rather Mm -hmm. than sell your house. Okay. And the three years of hell sounds like this. He picks up side gigs in the ER and you find something you do to work from home. Mm-hmm. And those two things together add forty or $50,000 to this equation, and you throw all of that and some more 
uh, towards this student loan and you're done in two to three years but you're going to not see each other you're going to be tired um, you're definitely not going out to eat. You're not mm-hmm. going on vacation. You're going to sell so much stuff around the house that, uh, that the kids think they're next. Uh, I mean, you're going to, your friends are going to be making fun of you because you joined a cult. I mean, it's, you're going to be having all of this kind of thing going on for about two and a half to three years, and then you'll be free forever. And let me raise my yeah. hand on something here, Tristan. The kids are eight, five, and one and a half. It may have made more sense several two two, even two years ago to stay at home because you had two kids outside of kindergarten that were younger Mm -hmm. right and now you've got a kindergartner you've got an eight-year-old you've only got the one kid at home so if you found the right gig it might do you see what i'm saying it could be worth it to recrunch those numbers because that does it could be worth it to bring three kids into your home and keep them and that's your gig Ooh. okay you know, because people are looking for uh, inexpensive childcare. That's now reliable. that's kind of cool too. If and you're, I don't know what the, I don't know what the it. rules are in Indianapolis. How many kids before you leave being a babysitter and become a daycare? But um, you don't want to get into that. But uh, from a regs stand, regulation mm-hmm. standpoint and all that. But anyway, you know, uh, uh, people have kept other people's childrens in their home for generations mm-hmm. um and paid for it and so that's yeah that, that's something yeah. i would consider and that's kind of becomes a no brand i don't know but and this is not you know none of this is pleasant but selling your home's not pleasant being in debt's not pleasant mm-hmm. you know nothing here there's no pleasant on the table for the next two years that's true so let's just yeah. choose our pain choose our hard uh, and lean into it and go at least there's an end to the one we're describing and the end is you know you're going to call in here you guys are going to bring the three kids on the show and we're going to do a debt-free scream by god Woo-hoo! you know that's what we're going to do that's right we're gonna get fired up and wired up here and that's that's what we want for you mm-hmm. and we'll help you we're going to put you into financial peace university our nine-week program and that'll also sign you up for every dollar the budgeting mm-hmm. app and um we'll show you how to do this stuff that people are doing all the time and they've been doing it for you know, 30 years I've yep. been teaching this stuff. And be sure to tune into our student loan live stream. That's coming up on the 12th. And yep. I mean, your big portion of this debt is student loans. And you're not alone in that. There's so many people who are facing that. And that live stream is going to help them figure out how to budget, figure out what their payment is, figure out how to pay these things off for good so that they're no longer haunted mm-hmm. by the ghost of of education's past. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And ruled by the uh, well. Anyway, we'll just yeah, we'll we'll deal with that later. Yeah. yeah so hang on. Uh, we'll have Austin pick up, get you signed up for Financial Peace University, and, and get you going in that because that's what you're going to have to do. Mm-hmm. Tristan, what we're describing, I understand. It's almost bizarre. It's so weird, but so is being free. Being completely free of debt in America today is so weird that it's bizarre. Yeah. So if you're going to have unusual results, unreasonable results, you're going to have to engage in unreasonable behaviors. And, you know, the lady sitting beside me did it for seven years. That's you right. and Sam, yeah. you worked like 17 different things. I mean, yeah. and, had, and had little kids while you're doing it. Well, we, the kids came after the oh, fact. Oh, I'm sorry. But I'm sorry. I will say you have to embrace <clears throat> the things that no one else is willing to embrace. You have to do those things that people will look at you and go, wow, they're weird. Yeah. Like they're crazy. They sold the furniture in their house. They're crazy. Yeah. That's nuts. You know, I mean, they just sold that. They, they, they haven't been on vacation in two years. Yeah. They, I don't know. How, how do you make it? Yeah. They, I mean, they, they go to the restaurant and they just order water. They're, they're just there for, for the social aspect. They're not there to, to go out to eat, to eat. They're not there for food. That's right. At a restaurant. Yeah. That's weird. That is weird. Yeah. I'm happy to be weird, Dave. I like it. Going out for drinks with my friends more water.
Yes. I'll take the water, please. <laughs> water for me. Tap. With ice. Tap. Tap. No bottle. <laughs> no frou-frou water. This is The Ramsey Show. If current times have shown us anything, it's that the least expected events can and will happen, and we have to deal with it. That's why everyone who has a family counting on them needs term life insurance. For over 25 years, the only insurance company I've recommended is Xander Insurance. Not only because they search all of the top term life plans to find you the best rates, but over the years, they have constantly changed and updated their systems to make the whole process simpler and easier to get the protection needed. You can now apply with a completely touchless experience with everything being done either over the phone or the internet. They also have plans with super competitive rates that don't require an exam, allowing you to skip a step and get the coverage you need faster. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Great rates and a simple process mean there's no excuse to not get this done, people. Jade Washall, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. I'm Dave Ramsey, your host. I didn't think it was possible with the epic student loan debacle for it to get any dumber out there, but it has. It's not good, Dave. Student loan repayment. Four million people have enrolled in Biden's save plan ahead of the payment restart. According to CNN.com. Yes, now, we know a lot of these people were probably automatically enrolled. It says the majority of them. So mm-hmm. basically, CNN's headline is a lie. Yeah. Four million people enroll in Biden's save plan ahead of payment restart. No, they didn't. The vast majority of them were automatically defaulting, default enrolled. They mm-hmm. didn't voluntarily enroll. They didn't actively enroll. That's right. So they didn't enroll. That's right. You pushed them in like cattle. You pushed them in. That's not enrolling. And so the majority of them came out of the other program that failed Mm -hmm. called Repay, and now we're into SAVE, because we have to have acronyms in Washington for our stupidity. (laughs) Right. It makes it sound better than what it is, because what it is is a trap. God, this thing is awful, Jay. It says launched earlier this summer, the SAVE plan, SAVE, they call it Saving on a Valuable Education. That's laughable. It's available, available to most people with federal student loans, and this is what they're saying. It can provide in air quotes, significant relief to borrowers struggling to pay off their student debt. It would not be struggling to pay off. It would be struggling to pay. Yeah. It does yeah. It does do that. Yeah. Okay. So basically, if you sign up or accidentally were enrolled, even though you didn't enroll, mm-hmm. in the new save plan, and you're one of those 4 million lost souls, here's what you signed up for. Uh, you have a formula based on the poverty level that dictates the dollar amount per month that you are to pay if it does not cover the interest being charged on your student loan the interest does not accrue however 100 percent. so in other words if the interest on your student loan is 50 dollars a month mm-hmm. and the formula says you only have to pay 30 dollars a month mm-hmm. you don't have any extra interest added on they forgive the 20 dollars yes. but what they fail to mention is 100 percent of the 30 dollars goes to interest Consequently, what is happening to your student loan balance? Here's what I wonder. It's not moving. It's sitting there, doofus. Sitting there like a frog on a log. My God. 
How dumb are you people in Washington? Let's sign up people, forgive a portion of their interest, allow them to pay a tiny little payment with the promise of debt forgiveness, uh, which you always lie about up there. (laughs) I mean, perpetually lie about up there. When are you people going to wake up? Oh, my God, it's dumb. This is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And here's my thing. I'm like... Okay, the interest, they say it's not going to accumulate or that it will be forgiven at the end of your term, which, by the way, the term starts if you let's say you have twelve thousand dollars, just twelve thousand dollars, Dave. Okay. In student loans. Okay. The forgiveness starts at 10 years of payments. Mm-hmm. So they want you to keep a twelve thousand dollar debt. No, it's 20 years of payments. They're proposing to bring it back to 10. The proposal's not gone through. Right now, let me see here. Biden proposed canceling up to $20,000. Unlike one-time cancellation cancellation proposals, the save plan can benefit both current and future borrowers, which the new people that are getting into student loan debt can sign up for this ridiculous, moronic thing also. The Biden administration first said it was developing a new repayment plan last August. Save is expected to cost over. No, that's not the one. Wait a minute. This is is not the article. This is different. So what it is is if you have, you you get in at $12,000, Twelve thousand dollars equals ten years of payments, and for every additional thousand, Dave, that you owe, so thirteen, oh, you're oh. paying for eleven years. Yeah, okay. fourteen thousand, you're paying for twelve years. Fourteen so, thousand. The max is after twenty years. They promise to forgive yeah, whatever's so, left. Exactly. So after you've done nothing for twenty years, it's going to be forgiven. But let me help you with the people that got promised that ten years ago right. that they were going to have their loans forgiven for doing uh, for working for nonprofits and in underserved areas. Okay, you remember those people? Yeah. yeah. PSF. Nine hundred thousand people have applied for that. You know how many got it? One point six percent. Ooh. So after twenty years of doing basically nothing, hoping you're going to get forgiveness, one point six percent of you. It's so bad. This is this is basically the DMV of the it's financial so, so world. So bad. This is the dumbest butt thing, the most inefficient socialistic garbage I've ever seen in my life. Kick the can down the road. Put your hands over your ears and go, la, 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 this is not happening. Dumb butt idea. Now, have I been unclear? I hope I hadn't been unclear. So how are you going to get out of student loan? This is what you need to do, guys. $12,000 in debt. Yeah. Deliver pizzas. So easy. Like, and make make $2,000 a month delivering pizzas every night, and you're done in six months. Yeah. And you have the rest of your life to not be screwing around with people like the Biden administration. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. This is ridiculous. And CNN is so stupid. They, and, you know, half the media mm-hmm. will pick the same. This this press release, by the way, this headline came from the White House. Yeah, it did. And they republished it because it's a lie student loan repayment four million people enroll Enroll. in biden's save plan ahead nobody enrolled you automatically defaulted defaulted into it yeah i mean the number of people that physically signed up for this idiocy on purpose Mm -hmm. is very small but they're making it well four million people did it you should too yeah no. no you shouldn't good lord people when are you gonna get a clue that the White House and the people in Washington, D.C. are not here to bless you. They, these people are, you know what this does? It keeps you in debt your whole your freaking whole life. life. You're 35 years old, you're 55 with grandkids, and you're still screwing around with your college. You ought to have unbelievably naive 
at best, stupid at worst, to believe the lies they peddle mm-hmm. out of the Republicans or the Democrats regarding student loans. Because let me just tell you, student loans are awful. They're horrible. Then why do you morons keep making them? Now, there's a question, Dave. There's a, there's a dadgum uh, intellectually dishonest bunch of people. Yeah. You know? We're going to do everything we can to forgive your student loans and make it easy because they're such a burden on you while we continue to make them to the next generation. You can't solve a problem. You're a freshman in in college right now. We're going to put you a hundred grand in debt, let you get a degree in left-handed puppetry, and then put you on $30 a month for the next 25 years and then lie to you about whether we're going to forgive it at the end of that. Please, people, don't be so stupid. This is ridiculous. It's completely out of control. I mean, I read this. I got... I, I, you know, I don't know why I got pissed off because I should expect this kind of stupidity out of Washington yeah. and I should expect this kind of stupidity out of the press where they put a headline that is completely false yeah. across the top top. I mean, this is, oh, jeez. So we're going to, we're going to help you with that. <laughs> Listen, your student loan interest has restarted. It started last week. Okay. Mm-hmm. Your payments are going to start October 1st. You know, when that's going to be here faster than Christmas, it's going to be here in a minute. Okay. A hot minute. You're going to have to start paying payments again. And if you're dumb enough to sign up for a $30 a month plan and stay in debt the rest of your life, I can help you. You're just too dumb to be helped. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's not going to work. I can't help you. You got no mo- You got the motivation of a dead brick. Oh, come on. Seriously. I can help you, though. Jade can help you if you will get up off your assets and go do something about this. That's right. You guys got to sign up for our student loan. It's student loans in America, how we got here, how we're getting out. It's a free live stream. If you have student loans and you are not signing up for this free live stream, there's something wrong with you and I can't help you. If you want help, sign up for the live stream. We're going to tell you everything you need to do. We're going to help you. Hey, let's charge $30 a month for 20 years for this. Oh, I love that. I mean, that would make it popular, and 4 million people could accidentally sign up for it. (laughs) Isn't that funny, Dave, how when we want to do something to set people free, that sounds asinine? Yeah, well, it sounds like you you people are taking advantage of poor people by giving you a free live stream. Would you shut up? Seriously. (laughs) It's free. Figure out how that's manipulative, okay? Not. That's free. Yeah, Jade is going to show you. We're going to. I know some of you are scared, okay? Well, then do something about it. I know some of you are confused. Good. Do something about it. I'll show you how. I've been doing this for 30 years, and it isn't going to be you screw around with this for the rest of your life. I can promise you this. Spoiler alert. You're going to get with it. You're going to get a callus on your working hand, baby. This is what you're going to do. You're going to go, and don't worry about working too hard. Just before you die, you'll pass out. It's okay. We're going to teach you how to do this stuff. Sign up. Student loan live stream. RamseySolutions.com slash student loans. Jade Washall, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. Jake is with us in Dayton, Ohio. Hi, Jake. How are you? Hey, thanks for taking my call. Good. How can we help? Um, so world got a little flipped upside down. Um, I got a injury. I'm 26 and, uh, they said that I'm gonna need a total knee replacement mm. and it's not going to affect my career now. However, in the next 10 to 15 years, I'll need a second knee replacement. And based off of that, they said a decent chance that I would not be able to go back to work. So at, I'm trying at to figure that, out at is, that job. 
Yeah, in, yeah. in this career field. So yeah. I'm a uh, I'm in law enforcement. So okay. my thought process I'm trying to figure out is, do I go ahead and switch careers now? Because I I don't want to you know keep dumping money into a pension and then be 40 with kids and then have to switch careers and take a pay cut because everything I'm looking at right now is a significant pay cut to where I'm at. Okay, well, let's just change the set of assumptions. Uh, what do you make? Um, last year, with overtime, I made 102. Okay, all right. So the assumption that you can't make 102 ever again in your life is not a correct assumption. No, sir, yeah, I, I get that. It's just everything I'm looking at right I know. now. I know, but, you I just, but right now your heart's kind of broken because you've been, had your mm-hmm. high, your your sight set on being in law enforcement your whole life or a large portion of your life and you're heavily invested and, and then you got injured and you've gone through the trauma the emotional trauma of the injury and the physical trauma and now they're telling you that that you know your dream's gonna die early right and so in that mindset you usually don't see the the sunlight you usually see the storm clouds that would be in human nature right. not not that you're a bad guy okay but I, I'm not sitting in all that mess that you've been through. And so for me, I've got a 26-year-old guy who's bright enough to become a police officer. He's bright enough to become a lot of things. Between now and 10 years from now, I mean, you could open a business and make $2 million a year. I don't know. Mm-hmm. How old are you? So 26. I, I'm, yeah, I'm 26. And I, since I found this out, uh, I signed up for classes again, and me and my wife are cash flowing that. Good. But I'm just Good. trying to. Yeah, I just don't know, like, how yep. long is too long to stay in this career based off of, you know, like, when when's the best time to switch careers? Well, again? number one, you don't want to get injured again um, or, or, you know, leave your partner in trouble because of an injury or something like that. Um, and, and number two, you don't want to, uh, you know, wear it all the way down. But do we have to decide this week? No, we don't decide this week. I mean, we have to go work at Chick-fil-A. No, crap, no. That's not what you're doing. Okay. You, but, you know, what I would do is say, okay, over the next two to three years, I'm going to develop a career, my next, my encore career, my next career after the curtain goes down and comes back up. And uh, I'm going to get, you know, what classes I have to take or certifications I have to take to be that. And I'm going to become a student of Ken Coleman and, and go yeah. live my next dream, which oddly enough might end up better. No, I like that. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's thinking God's making me making me change a career here. I'm just trying to figure out well, what, what, what kind of timeline is here, you know? Yeah, maybe. Or, or, or you know, um, you know, my, my whole life was set up for me to be a real estate investor. And then my <laughs> real estate portfolio was deeply in debt and I lost everything. And I was 28 years old, just a tiny bit older than you with a brand new baby and a toddler and, um, and went bankrupt and lost everything. Mm. And so, um, I get to have a new career after that because, Guess what? They don't loan you a bunch of money at the bank to go do flips if you just file bankruptcy. So that was kind of out. Mm. And so those days were over. Plus, I was done with them because it didn't bring me a lot of fun. And so, and by the time your knee got busted, you know, you're were, you were par- you're partially over being a policeman at that point because you're like, this this is yeah, less this- fun than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so you're, you're having a little bit of that same kind of an experience and you get this next chapter of your life, this uh, second half, so to speak. And I, 
Yeah. You know, I think about things like that. Even what you just said, Dave. You did um, this. I, I was just about to say, I came from entertainment. I was an entertainer my entire life. And then COVID happened and there was no entertainment. And I had to contemplate my life. And we I were realized. down to Fauci being entertaining. <laughs> That's how low we got. <laughs> but I realized, hey, there's other things I can do. There's other things I'm good at. And I think that you'll find the same thing. And I'm the type of person where I think we just go from from good to better to best. Like if you if you're living your life right, it's just getting better and better. And I think that this has the opportunity to take you on yet another adventure that's going to have another great outcome. You know, yeah. pol- being a law enforcement officer is going to be the first part, and then you're going to move on to something else, and then who knows, you might move on to something else. But that's just the evolution of life, and it's not a failure. It's not an. It doesn't have to be a negative. This can be a this can be one of the greatest things that's ever happened to you because it'll open that that next door. You don't know what's going to be behind it, but you got to keep turning those knobs and something's going to be behind there. And you're going to look back on this and go, man, here's what my prayer always is. I want to look back and go, man, I'm so grateful X, Y, Z happened because when that happened, it allowed me to do this, this and that. And this has the potential to do, to do that for you. You'll look at this right now. It's painful. It sucks. But in a couple of years, in eight years, in 12 years, you I might go. I would have never dot, dot, dot if, it if hadn't that hadn't been, happened. Yes. You know. And, I never uh, would have been at Ramsey if it wasn't for 2020. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody hated 2020. Thank you, Fauci. <laughs> Thank you, Fauci. That's the only time we'll say it. That's the only time. That's the only time you ever hear that. <laughs> Nobody, nobody, but except the plexiglass people say thank you, Fauci. I'm just saying. <laughs> now, if that's what it means to get Fauci'd, then. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's the thing. Anyway, but I mean, yeah, the point is, I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't sign up for bankruptcy. It wasn't what I wanted. No. Uh, and I, and I, I won't say it's the worst. It's the worst thing that ever happened to me, and it's the best thing that ever happened. I agree. To me, both. Yeah. Very dramatic, traumatic, uh, and I, I, you know, I, I still, you know, we've got the actual bankruptcy filing on the wall. Wow. I filed bankruptcy out here in the in the Ramsey lobby when you come out here, just so you could see how this started. Yeah. And I walk by that, I still kind of go, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. oh crud, you know. But and, really and it's happened. been thirty years, and I still get the heebie-jeebies. But yeah, mm-hmm. but it, so it's not like I'm still joyful about the whole yes. thing. But you know, I never would have sold ten million books selling houses. Yeah, I feel that. I I thank God that we went through that. Four hundred and sixty thousand dollars of debt. Yeah. It so Jake, sucked at the time. I'm going to sign you up for Ken Coleman's. Uh, a career assessment and it, it takes about 15 minutes to take i'm going to give it to you free and i want you to take that and it's going to kind of point you in some directions that you probably were already thinking about but it'll start to give you some clarity on that and i'm also going to send you his book from paycheck to purpose because i think what you've got here is not the end of the play i think you've got the second act mm. we're between the first act and the second act and um there's no rush you said you've got 10 years before this is going to go sideways on you, so to speak. And, um, but so, I mean, we can take two or th- we can take six months and figure this out. Mm-hmm. We do want to actively figure it out though. We don't want to sit and let this situation happen to you. That's right. You want to happen to it, be proactive, but let, let's determine, you know, okay, here's the direction. Mm-hmm. And then, and, and let me tell you what the direction is, Jake, the direction is not go back to school. That's a good point. That is, people get this. I just go back to school for what? Because if you don't, I don't know, because that's just I just go back to school. No, that's dumber than a rock. Yeah. You may be studying exactly the wrong thing, and you may not even need to go to school for what mm-hmm. you're thinking about doing. Mm-hmm. So, um, when we talked to a guy the other day, he's making three hundred thousand a year, and he has a landscaping business. He right. cuts grass. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So shut up. 
Yeah, you do know? not go back to school unless you know you've done your research and you, you are have, locked in. You have to have it. Yeah, you definitely don't go into debt for it. No, but you That's have to have option. you have to have the degree or the knowledge base to open up the field. You know, it's permission to play in the field you're going into. Right. Okay. And so, you know, what have we got to do there? Uh, and, and you know, it could be as simple as I may not be appealing to you. Could be as simple as you work on your master's level stuff in uh, admi- in law enforcement administration. And you move up into leadership. Mm, that's and, interesting. you know, where the knee is not the problem. And that changes the whole discussion. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you're, but maybe your love of law enforcement parlays you up into that. It's okay to be either of any of those, but yeah. do it intentionally. Take two to three years to get tooled up, begin to make your move gradually. So you sneak up on this, it doesn't sneak up on you. And we'll send you the tools from Ken Coleman to help you do that. This is The Ramsey Show. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey, it's Dr. John Deloney, and one of the most common questions I get is how to get something off your chest. A deep secret you've never told anyone, or maybe something that happened to you, something you've done that you're worried about because bringing it to light will disrupt your life, anything. I say this all the time, secrets will kill you, but it's hard to know where to start when it comes to talking about scary, dark things. Therapy can be a safe, effective place to get things off your chest, to learn how to say hard things out loud, and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I've personally been blessed to have a great therapist who helps me get those heavy things off my chest. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's flexible because it's online, so you can suit it to fit your schedule. Just fill out a short questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no extra cost. It's time to get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Deloney today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Deloney. Thanks for joining us, America. Jade Washaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Jim is with us in Nashville. Hey, Jim, welcome to the Ramsey Show. How can we help? Hey, Dave. Glad to talk to you. You um, too, man. Enjoy your show. Thank you. All right. Um, I am calling in response to a video I saw recently that you claimed infinite banking concept was a scam and actually got quite pissed off about it. So um, I um, do not agree with that in certain points that you made in that um, video. Mm-hmm. And I have set up a policy for my son uh, when he was one years old. He's five now. I'm sorry. Um Say that again. I said, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so am I sometimes. No. (laughs) Uh, uh, So so I set that policy up for him. He was one years old. Mm -hmm. Um, It has a $500,000 face value. Mm -hmm. We pay $5,373 a year for 13 years, Mm -hmm. and it's paid up at that point. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a few points that I wanted to discuss that um, I just didn't agree with. Um, Do you want to just kind of take one thing at a time? Sure, that's fine. Sure. Okay. Um, One of the main things was that uh, you claim that uh, the cash value dies with you, Mm -hmm. and you only get um, the face value uh, Mm -hmm. paid out. That's Um, true. uh, Well, it's not true Mm -hmm. if you reinvest the dividends back into the policy. Dividend reinvestment is not cash value. Dividend uh, reinvestment is because you have a mutual company and the policyholders are the owners of the company 
And so the that. profits from the company come to the policyholder, and they use that to buy paid-up additions. That is not the same as keeping your cash value. That's buying extra insurance with your overpayment. But it still works out to be no. um, having a cash value much greater than the $69,849 we put into but it. But the actual right? cash value, not the paid-up additions, the actual cash value dies with you. No, because... Well, yes, it does. Think, okay, but but your your death benefit is larger than your cash value. So it so whoever you're... So for me, I looked at it... Because you bought more insurance. You don't want a paid-up addition. Is. A paid-up addition is buying additional insurance. I That's why that. you're getting more at death. Not because right. you got your cash value, but because you used your policy dividends to buy additional insurance. Right, but that's different than getting your cash value. If you if you took those policy dividends and went and bought a term insurance policy for a hundred thousand, well, you'd get a hundred thousand, but that's not your cash value. Well, I have a term policy. I know, but you missed my point. Okay, let you're talking about you use the policy dividends. You use the money they send to you because you're in a mutual company to buy additional insurance. Yes, paid additions. Yeah, yeah. If you buy a term policy on the side. For $100,000 instead, with that same money, you would get $100,000 more than your face value. But that's not your cash value. That's additional insurance. They're different. But in, but in right, they are different. In term, you can't, you don't have cash value to borrow against. I, I'm aware of that. Use, but your point was that you don't lose the cash value. And my point is 100% of the time, by definition, you lose the cash value. Okay. But okay. So. As I said, tit for tat. If he lives to be eighty, I'm looking at the uh, the um, readout here. Uh-huh. If he li- say he only lives to be eighty, okay, okay. All right. the cash value will be worth about two million dollars, yeah. but the payout for the death benefit will be two point six million. So, okay, technically, yes. So you right. take the, the cash, cash you goes- take you're taking your bent your policy dividends and go buy term insurance with it, and you would have more than you're talking about. Because you get Which, a better buy on the insurance than you're getting with this rip-off whole life crap. Yes, you would get a, a high, but you wouldn't be able to use it throughout your life as a, as your own bank. Well, I think that's okay. The, but here's the thing: thing the big no, thing that, that's missing. a side issue. That's a side issue. issue. But your first issue was, you know, he's going to have all this money at retirement. Well, let's just do a little present value calculation on what you put in for a baby: five thousand dollars a year for thirteen years. Do you know what that would be in a mutual fund? If, um, at age 88, it would be well, $25 million, dollars, dude. He's, well, he's going to have that anyway. No, I, like, you know, it, instead of putting it into this ripoff thing and making 4% on your money, and when he dies, he loses his cash value, if you had put this in a good mutual fund, you'd have 100x, 10x the amount of money, and that's your infinite freaking bank. But I, we're only putting in 70000 and he's going to be... Dude, have, that's how present you know, value formula works. In finance. You know, um, Look, it, it, I, let, let me just, okay, take the same. I mean, I, I understand. Let's, intellect, let's intellectually deal with this for a second, okay? Take the same amount of money when you get off the air and put it in a financial calculator at 11% and pretend it was invested in mutual funds and see it, what yeah. it is when he's 88 years old. It'll be more. A whole lot more. <laughs> but and he'll have that too. With this, to me, 
is a way to no. He doesn't have that to, be able too. To, to borrow against. That's what you. That's called opportunity cost on your money. You put well, it I'm into not, something well, that's well, going to well, make him at eighty-eight have two and a half million, and he should have had twenty-five million because you screwed up and put it in the wrong thing. Well, we when we screwed up and put it in real estate too, and he's going to get real estate. Well, and, then put the money know, in real estate, but don't well, put it in this crap. <laughs> I have to respectfully disagree. Well, on um, what basis? He's getting more money if you put it somewhere else. But he's able to borrow against this. He, uh, hey, if you've point, got twenty-five million in mutual funds, you can borrow against it. But he's he's going to have to wait until he's you know no, he retired to get to get that amount of money. Okay, he's so you're going to teach him that the way he life. becomes wealthy is borrowing against money that his father invested for him. That's how he builds wealth. That's Said no one, one rich ever. I mean, banks use this product to... No, they do money. not. You've yes, been watching too much TikTok. Banks do not use so. whole life. Not ever. Uh, banks, uh, I, nowhere, I, I would, no bank sell. I would respectfully disagree No, with they that. don't. They do not um, use whole life life insurance. What bank? Well, I mean, we we Google it and see what typically banks do with their money, but um, I, I believe... Typically, banks uh, never put money... Let me tell you what banks do. They put it in bonds. They're required to. They wouldn't be allowed by federal regulations no, to put it in whole life. Hmm. It's not okay. a place to invest money because it's a horrible investment. The rate of return 4%. sucks, and when you die, you lose your cash value. I know, but uh, but you also you don't you, you're making it sound like I'm losing money on the whole. You thing. are. You're are. leaving money you're, on the you're table. You're making it sound like you're making it sound like. When not me, but my son, when he dies, yeah, that he's only going to be able to get his. He's going to have twenty-two million dollars less than he should have if you had put this in a good investment. Well, you had mentioned that the cash value dies, and you only get the face value. That's Correct. not true. That is true. That's not. I just I just covered well, <laughs> that with you for the last ten minutes. Paid up yeah, additions are the only way that cash value increases, unless you're using a universal life program B, where you pay extra to get the extra insurance, which is another form of paid up additions. That isn't coming out of my pocket, though. I put seventy. It is coming out of your pocket. It's coming out of the policy's pocket. I know the policy you put the money in, dude, and then it paid <laughs> you a dividend, and you chose to buy more of this crap with the dividend, and you're calling exactly. that I kept my cash value. No, you didn't. You bought more insurance. Well, I know that I put in seventy thousand, and and at a certain age, it's going to be at age <laughs> when he's fifteen years old. That's going to be paid up. Yeah, Jim, and, you and, understand and what paid up is? You understand if you're alive that there's a probability of your death. And so 100% of the time that a life insurance program is paid up, it means that you prepaid it. That's all it means. Because as long yeah. as there's a probability of death, there's a cost. So the insurance company has always got a cost as long as you're alive. So there is no such thing as a paid up. That's, a, that's an industry term that gets suckers like you. That's what it is. Now, paid up means prepaid. You paid all of the premiums in 13 years for his whole freaking life in advance. That's why it's paid up. Hey, man, I think you ought to keep it. It's perfect for you. But thanks for the call. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. 
Jade Washaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today as we answer your questions about your life and your money. Open phones at 888-825-5225. That's 888-825-5225. KC starts off this hour in Charlotte, North Carolina. Hi, KC. How are you? How are you guys doing? Better than I deserve. What's up? So I'm a uh, Army recruiter, and I recruit for active duty in the reserve. Thank you. And uh, thank you. I appreciate it. But um, when I talk to kids about active duty, it's easy when we're talking about college because the Army would just pay 100% tuition and give them a paycheck. Absolutely. When I talk about re- but when I talk about the reserve, it gets a bit more complicated. And part of the incentive for the reserve is that we have a student loan repayment up to like $50,000. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what advice to give to these young men and women when I'm sitting down with them. So right now I'm telling them, hey, take out this student loan and the army will pay it back for you, but put it in a CD and keep it safe and then use it as like a, I'm getting out of the army bonus Mm -hmm. after it's been paid off. But I don't know if that's good advice because I don't like Mm -hmm. to give advice that says, hey, take on debt, but I don't know what else to tell them because it's free money for them. I appreciate that. Um, The, um, well, that'll work only if it works. (laughs) And, you know, you're asking an 18 year old to be smart. Um, and you're, right. you're in the army, you know, better. <laughs> right. And a lot of times it's a, I sit down with the parents and, yeah, the kid I, know. and I tell, I know, the but parents, you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying. And so, yeah, uh, yeah. Now the, uh, we do some work with the air national guard and the army national guard, both, and they have a $10,000, uh, tuition program. Does the reserves not have that too? So we do. Um, we we actually have it's uh, four thousand dollars a year of tuition assistance, and we also have a monthly stipend that goes up to a thousand dollars a month as well. And that has nothing else added to or like. But the thousand dollars a month that stipend just a reserve stipend. That's not for education only, right? No, that's that's for education only. Oh, and, really? And they also have their regular paycheck as well. Okay, huh. so they got the regular paycheck, and they get a thousand dollars a month if they want to go to school stipend and $4,000 reimbursement. It's a $4,000 tuition assistance. They pay the school directly up to $4,000 a year per year for per year. And the uh, $12,000 goes how long? How long can you get the thousand dollars? How many years? As long as you're getting your, your first degree. Okay. So you could do four years, which would be 48,000 and you could do four times. So 16,000. Yeah. Well, it'll be, um, yeah. They only get the paycheck while they're in school, the extra yeah. thousand a month while they're in school. So yeah. in the summertime, they don't get that pay. Okay. Oh, so it's not a full 12,000 a year. All right. So it would no. be $9,000 a year. So yes, let's Plus call it. Yeah. yeah. So, so we call that 38,000, right? Or 37,000 and 36,000. I'm sorry. And the, um, and then we get 16,000 on top of that, which is the four years of 4,000. Correct. Mm-hmm. That's yes, more sir. than 50,000, dude. Right, I'm just, and they don't, don't have to take out the loan. Like, okay, I just like to give them as much money as I can. I, I appreciate that. I I would not ask them to step up on the. Uh, so here's the, here's here's my principle. Number one, I don't borrow money. You know that principle. You knew that for your call. And again, Good. thank you for your service and for mm-hmm. what you do. Okay, but one the principle, the other principle, it's violating for me, uh, is um, the uh, uh, okay. Almost every time that you borrow money, it only works if it works. And mm-hmm. life doesn't always work. 
And so you've got this plan. I'm going to open a business and I'm going to borrow $10,000 and I'm going to make $100,000 until you fall off the tractor, break your hip and you lose everything. And now you've just got the debt and you don't have the business. Okay. Or until you, you know, it works if I buy a car on payments until I lose my job and I can't pay the payments and it gets repo. It works if I do this until, until, until it only works if it works. And in our minds, when we analyze using debt, it, we only analyze the, if it works part, mm-hmm. not if it doesn't work part, the risk part. And, uh, mm-hmm. the second thing that I, another principle we use around here is, uh, I like to put my life on wise autopilot and avoid stupid autopilot. Mm-hmm. Autopilot mean that it automatically is going to be smart even if I leave it alone. And I don't have to okay. assume that an 18-year-old suddenly is going to be, with the help of his parents or without, wise and keep in control until he's 25 and not screw this up. I mean, you're just right. asking for trouble here. That's and good. you've okay. been—I mean, you—you recruit these guys every day. I know. I'm just trying to give them the best advice I can. I, I know, but I'm just I saying. I don't even get to say if they get if they take the money out or not because I'm not going to ask. With or without me, <laughs> you, you know, I've done youth ministry, and I'm not going to ask those people at that age with that level of brain development to take on the level of discipline and leave their hands off of this and not go to Hawaii with their girlfriend right, using yeah, this money. Sure. I'm just not going to ask them to do that <laughs> because it's going to get screwed right. up. It'll never happen. You know, it's going to get screwed up. So I would, I would, Fair man, enough. I think you guys got a great program with the stipend. I knew there was about 10 grand, like, like the reserve, like the, like the national guard has, but I didn't know exactly what. So 12,000, no 9,000. If you take the summer off, but uh-huh. if you, if you go to school all summer, do you get the stipend still? Yeah, yeah. As long as you're oh, that's uh, pursuing great. school, you get the stipend. Okay, so if you just to went to school, degree, if you went to school twelve months a year, if you went to school twelve months a year for four years, you'd get forty-eight thousand bucks plus the four K. But year. the maximum is thirty-six months. Oh, okay. So if you did, oh, so it, it does. Ma- it does year, max out at four years degree. on nine months. Then okay, so you yeah. might as well not. Okay, so we'll we'll do it's the four years better. of nine months. Get the thirty-six thousand. I'll get the sixteen thousand reimbursement as well, and um. And so that puts me at what fifty two thousand mm-hmm. bucks, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, and that's a great benefit. A kid that doesn't is trying to figure out a way to go to college. You can go to college by joining the reserves. Right. They, they can still get FAFSA, and they can still get all the other scholarships. Yeah, we as well. just we just gave you a great commercial. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> but I do. I believe in it. I mean, we endorse the National Guard and the Air National Guard both. They're, they're some of our sponsors on different things because of this subject. This is the reason they come to us and the reason we like to endorse mm-hmm. them is because we freaking hate student loans. And you do too, KC. You're a good man. Thank you. So, he's got a great heart. He yes, wants he to does. make sure these kids get all they can up. get. Yeah. I mean, but I... I I wouldn't I wouldn't go with the risk on the on the loan. No, you can't. You can't trust 18-year-olds to... I wouldn't trust me at that. 18, and I was yeah. a little nerd. Me too. I was a goody two-shoes, and I, I would have... I wasn't a goody two-shoes, but I was a math nerd. Oh. And I was I would always trying to scheme or scam, figure out a way to make it work. I would have been the guy that did that. Yeah, you would have And seen then I would have been the guy bag. went to Hawaii, too. I, I was going to yeah. say, I would have had a new purse in Hawaii. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> well, I wouldn't have had a purse, but there's that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> yeah, there's... That was long. That was long ago. There were no mercies in those days. Oh my goodness gracious! No Lord, man bags. Help us, Jesus. This <laughs> is the Ramsey Show.
Jade Washaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Landon is in South Bend, Indiana. Hey, Landon, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, how you doing? Great. How can we help? Hey, um, so I'm a new home buyer or homeowner, and I just uh, I did get it financed, and I'm basically in a situation where. The money that I make, I am spending on my bills and paying for mortgage. And I am just curious, um, what is the best way to get to financial freedom from where I'm at? It sounds like you maybe bought too much house. and You don't have margin. Is that what I'm hearing? <laughs> well, um, basically, long story short, uh, I was renting from my employer, um, which is also my brother-in-law. And <laughs> I'm sorry. That sounds like a horrible situation, but keep going. Well, it's, it's not a horrible situation, but um, basically they offered to finance a house for me um, because I wanted to put that money towards a house versus just renting. And so they, um, I didn't have anything to put down, so they financed it 100%. Um, and it's at 7% um, interest. Mm-hmm. Um, so What's basically the I was able, the payment's 1100. And how much do you make every month? Uh, right now my bring home is 36. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to feel that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to so, feel that. So yeah, I, here's what we need to do. If we need to, if we're going to make this work long term, cause it's in the house is still in your name, right? They just gave you the money for the down payment, right? Correct. Okay. If you're going to make this work long haul, we need to get this to where it's no more than 25%, right? Just so you can breathe. Do you have any other debt? Um, I have about $3,000 I owe on my truck, and that is through them as well, but that is interest-free. Why do you keep borrowing money through your workplace? Um, like I said, it's family, and they were just trying to help me um, get basically a leg up and get um get started i was in a bad situation how old are you landon 22 what do you do for a living uh i'm a i'm a maintenance manager at their shopping center okay all right um they are trying to do a nice thing for you but they have done it in such a way that it is a curse and not a blessing mm-hmm because okay. you, you called because you can't breathe. Right. And you owe all this money to your brother-in-law, who also is your employer. And so if you screw up uh, making a payment, it affects your job. If you screw up your job, it affects whether you keep your truck. It's all, right. it's all linked. You're, you're, it's this all linked is all together. so intertwined that it is, it's, you're walking around carrying three or 400 pounds on your back all mm-hmm. day long trying to breathe. I'm so sorry. And again, I don't think they did this to harm you. They, no, they were, were trying they to were help. trying to be helpful, but did, mm-hmm. but but sir, you you have you have a curse on you. Yeah. And so um and the reason, let's just get this going moving forward. The reason that you had to borrow money for a truck is cuz you couldn't afford a truck. And the reason that you had to borrow the money to buy a house is cuz you couldn't afford to buy a house. You you bought a house that you really can't afford. Um and uh, you're 22 years old. And it's, uh, man, I'm just, my heart's hurting for you right mm-hmm. now. Cause I mean, you got a lot of pressure on you, man. 
And so, um, uh, now the house was theirs and they sold it to you, right? No, it was, um, actually a private sale. Oh, um, you went and they went and bought a house or you went, and they went, they gave you the cash to go buy a house mm-hmm. and they financed the whole thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So what do you owe on this house? Um, right now I owe right around, I think it's 58, 158,000. Okay. All right. Do you have any, idea? when did you buy it? Uh, I bought it and, um, I guess I would have bought it in May. Mm-hmm. What do you think it's worth? It appraises 000. for, uh, it appraises for 180. Sell it. Okay. Dude, you can't breathe. Let me ask a question. I have a question about this. If you turn around and sell this house, are you worried about what they're going to think? That you just use um, them to get this house so that you could turn a profit? Not not really just that. I mean, I'm not I would be lying if I said that wasn't on my mind. Um, I would go, I would go in and sit down with your brother-in-law and say, I, I made a mistake. Mm-hmm. I can't pay this payment and the truck payment on my income. I can't breathe. The stress is killing me. I'm going to sell the house and I don't want you to think I'm doing it because yes, I that's tricked what you, you need to do. and I don't want you to think I'm ungrateful. I am not ungrateful and I didn't trick you. I can't breathe and I'm putting the house on the market. That's what that's I would the do. Conversation. I don't yeah. think you're going to do that because I don't think you're in as much pain as I think you should be. Well, if he can if he can find a thousand extra dollars a month, if he can find a way to permanently get his income up, get rid of this truck payment, he might be able to he would be able to continue on considering that's his only debt. We didn't get further far enough into it. Let me just tell you, it's a bad idea to owe your house payment to your employer. <laughs> oh, who's also your brother in law. It's a bad idea to owe your house payment to your brother in law. It is a triple X bad idea to owe it to your brother-in-law who is your employer. Man, There's so many things that can go wrong with this that have lifetime implications. Thanksgiving that dinner are not a like blessing. Copper. And again, I don't think he's a, the brother-in-law's a bad guy. I think mm-hmm. he's just dumb. And he was trying to do a nice thing in a, and he did it in a dumb way without thinking about, he, he made the assumption that this young man needs to own a house and he's wasting money when he's renting and we're going to get him a house yeah. and we did him a favor. And that's what's going through this guy's mind, but he's wrong. He made a mistake. I mean, it's the equivalent, it, it, all of that co-signing, I'm going to buy my kids a house, all these things, I'm going to buy land and then the kids can live on the house. All those ideas where you're, you're, um, you're trying to manip- manipulate someone else's financial situation they can't afford it. That's why they don't have it. And if yeah. you don't, the reason your grandson that, needs a cosigner for the Raptor is because he's too broke to buy a Raptor. He can't afford it. Hello. Yeah. This is not hard. And yeah, Landon, that's that. you. You're too broke to have bought this house. You shouldn't have bought it. And you bought a house you can't afford. It's not a super expensive house. Yeah. And it sounds like the good news is you can get out of it and with your mm-hmm. skin intact. Um, I don't think you're going to sell it, though, in yeah. talking to you. Well, and he's 22. He doesn't need to have a brand new house and a brand new truck it's not, or, or, or a, or a truck. used house and a used truck. Yeah. And it's okay. It's um, I, I would get the truck pay. I'd sell the house. I'd pay off the truck. Mm-hmm. And I'd start piling up money. And I'd start working on my career goals. And what am I going to be when I'm 32? Yeah. And what am I going to be doing that I make 60, 80, 100,000 when I'm 32? And because and, and, you don't want to be doing exactly the same thing no matter what you're doing when you're 22, when you're 32.
It, so the way he has that conversation though is key. Yeah, you got to go in there and just play the cards. Mm-hmm. And say what happened. But if you got to believe that too. I'm not sure he believes that. No, I yeah, I don't know that he believes it's the right answer, but he did say it was bothering him. Look, if I I if I was a certain type of person and I said, "Hey, I'm going to help you get in this house." I would never do that. But I could see how they might go, "Oh, you just wanted us to flip this house yeah, for you." Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's okay to say out loud this is yeah. you know, I'm, I'm scared to death yeah. and uh and does and they don't get to talk you out of it you're still going to sell it right but you just let them know two problems or well, you know one is i, I two things i didn't yeah. buy it to flip and and two is i'm not ungrateful mm-hmm. but the reason i'm selling it is i'm so scared i can't i'm scared pit, spitless right. and this is killing me i'm carrying 300 pounds around on my back yeah that's connected to my job and my family yeah exactly <laughs> exactly which is like a triple x reason not mm. to do that oh my god <laughs> extra large, extra, extra, extra large problem. A triple X problem. Bricks oh in gosh. the backpack. Extra large. <laughs> extra, extra large. This is the Ramsey Show. Thank you for joining us, America. Jade Washall, Ramsey personality, is my co host today. Open phones at 888 825 she and Rachel Cruz and I will be co-hosting each other or whatever you call it all together on a live stream this coming Tuesday. And that is September the 12th at 7 p.m. Central Time. It is completely free. It is student loan debt in America. How we got here and how to get out. There is a lot of extremely bogus programs coming out of Washington right now that are really misleading and scary. And um, we, we want to not just beat up on Washington, although that's a lot of fun. <laughs> but uh, aside from that, we, we, what we really want to do is just show you guys some hope, some actual facts of people that got out. Jade got out of 260 280,000. 280,000. I yeah. keep trying to call it 260. That, don't don't, don't shortchange don't, me don't the short 20. Don't shortchange that 20. <laughs> All right. $280,000. She and Sam worked their tail ends off. $465,000 total in debt that they cleared up. It took wow. them a long time. It took them seven years. Yeah. It's not going to take you guys that long because most of you, A, don't have $465,000, $475,000 in debt. B, um, you, you know, you probably are in a different place than they were when they started this. So there's That's a whole right. story there. She's going to tell you that story, but we're also going to just show you story after story after story of people who did just like you single moms, people who, uh, lost their job, people who couldn't get a job in their career field, and they still figured out a way to do this and we'll help you. We're going to show you how I know it's confusing. I know it's scary. And so sign up, go to RamseySolutions.com slash student loans, sign up for the free live stream. It is this coming Tuesday night. Do not miss it. It's free. What do you got to lose? Your student loans. Oh, that was an underhand pitch. It was. Tiffany is with us from Chicago. Hi, Tiffany. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Better than we deserve. How can we help? I have a question about my car. I am upside down in my car loan, but it is my only primary uh, source of transportation. Mm -hmm. And I have two children um, that I have to take care of. So I don't know what to do. You're single? I am. Okay. How much is the car worth? Um, The car is worth $5,000, give or take. Couple what? hundred, um, and the car loan is twenty grand. What? How in the world? Wow! 
How'd you get so far upside down? Um, well, when I bought the car, it uh, was at a, like one of those like buy here, pay here shops, and I really just needed a car because I had to get back and forth to work and take care of the kids. So you got screwed. Um, mm-hmm. Pretty much, yeah. pretty much. I now know that now, like a year after I paid for it, or I'm paying for so it. You so you overpaid yeah. for it. Did you trade a car that had negative equity into it? No. Mm. Wow, you just really overpaid. You you overpaid yeah. you overpaid ten thousand dollars. Yes. Really? Yes, I did. I I really was on. Um, I did. I was I wasn't knowledgeable enough to know what I was getting myself into, and I like I said, I just really needed. Okay, a car. let me let me stop you a second. So is the note still at the mm-hmm. the note lot? Yes. Okay, the payment that they're the payoff they're giving you is not the payoff. Okay. okay. That's what's called. There's two ways to calculate a ripoff car loan. Okay? okay, and this is a ripoff car loan, no doubt about it. Okay, it's sub, okay. subprime lending. It, what what one way they calculate is they you ask them what what's your loan balance, and mm-hmm. the way they keep the loan balance on the books is called TOP, total of payments, which is a total of all your payments over the whole time, including the ridiculous but interest rate that they're charging mm-hmm. you. That is twenty thousand. Okay, you do not owe twenty thousand dollars on the car though. That's just okay. if you pay every payment and add them all together. Interesting. Oh, okay. That's a TOP calculation, and that's the account balance that is different than the payoff balance in a sub. Okay. Now, in a regular car loan, they're the same thing. The payoff and the account okay. are the same thing. They just keep your account balance. Your principal balance is all they give you. But on a ripoff loan, on a subprime loan, they'll put it on the balance, on the books as a TOP. And what that does is it 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 takes all your hope away and you feel stuck, which is why you called. So Ooh. the good they, news is is the payoff on that car is what's the interest rate? Seventeen, fifteen? Um, I think it's like twenty three. Yeah. Okay. Good. Wow. Good. Yeah. Okay. So the great that's even better news because that means that the twenty includes all that. Okay. So that tells me the payoff on this car is probably closer to 10. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So if you just call them that's and say, right. I want to know. So how bad's your credit? Uh, it's pretty bad. Pretty bad. It's like horrible. High fours. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, Terrible. Be wor- be, couldn't be any worse. Okay. Yeah. And, and so uh, your single mom, what do you make? Um, I bring home probably like 3100 a month. What do you do? Um, I'm a retail supervisor. How old your babies? Um, my son is going to be 12 tomorrow, and uh, my baby is nine months. Mm. Who watches the baby during the day? Um, uh, they go between my mother and uh, their father. Okay, good. So, do you have any other debt besides this car? Yes. Can you can you go through that? Um, I have pro- probably maybe. About six thousand dollars in credit card loan or mm-hmm. credit cards. Uh-huh. I have um, about seventy three thousand dollars in student loans, mm-hmm. and I probably have about five thousand dollars in um, uh, regular loans, and okay. then I probably have, I think, another thirteen thousand in a car that I totaled. What was the insurance, no insurance from that? Oh, no insurance. Yeah, no insurance. Hey, what's your degree in? Um, I didn't even graduate. Okay. I just kind of floated through school and then How old are you? ended up having a baby. I am 33. Okay. All right, girlfriend. We do have a mess. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. And um, yes, yes. everything you told me, told us in that list adds up to chaos. Absolutely. There's a lot of chaos in your life, and there has Absolutely. been for an extended period of time. Yes. In order to clean up the finances, we also have to clean up the chaos. Yes. Because the chaos is causing you to feel desperate and stuck. And right after I get desperate, I get stupid. Mm-hmm. And so have you a time or two. Yes. You feel stuck and desperate and you go to a car and tote the note lot and get ripped off because you didn't feel like there's anything else you could do because you were desperate. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So we got to calm down, back up and say, all right, a couple of things. We're, number one, uh, mm-hmm. Tiffany, one of the things I discovered, because I grew up without any money. Did you grow mm-hmm. up without money? Yes. Yeah. And I found out that rich people think different. Mm-hmm. They think every time they make a decision, how does this affect me 10 years from today? When okay. I grew up, we thought about how Friday was going to be. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Thank God it's Friday. Oh, God, it's Monday. Right. And we turned up the music about four o'clock Friday afternoon and tried to forget that Monday was coming. And that makes you broke. When your planning window is short, you make dumber decisions than if you have a long-term planning window. Rich people think when they buy a car, how's this going to play out in 10 years? You thought, I got to get to work tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And so what I want you to do is slow down. With every decision you make from the day forward about money and about your career, I want you to think about 42 year old tiffany and how she's going to like this version of tiffany this 32 mm-hmm. okay so we're going to think like, like rich people we're going to think long term and then it, that'll draw you up out of the mud of the chaos slowly mm-hmm. does and that this make going to be slowly does that make sense absolutely okay so let's do two steps uh, that i can think of and then you jump in okay that i gotta okay. get these out of my system for it no, number one uh i want to do oh i'm out of time Go hey, ahead, hang on, hang on through the break. Hang on through the break. Can you? Absolutely. Because you, yes. you you need some help, girl. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're we can't just dump you into a commercial break. So you hang on. We're going to come back and give you some actual uh, marching orders. Okay. Okay. Thank you. We'll be right back. This is the Ramsey Show. Hey guys, it's Rachel Cruz and Jade Warshaw. So in my family, we've learned how to make everyday moments a priority, like Saturday sports games, recitals, vacations, and family reunions. Yes, and with kids, it is never too early to start planning for those big moments as well, like saving for college. Yeah, Jade, we both know that in between all the everyday moments and the big moments, life still happens. My car will still need repairs, your kids will break something in the house, and we might spend more than we'd like to to replace the roof at some point. But for every single one of those moments, putting them in the budget is key to building the life we want for ourselves and our families. Yes, that's why we use Every Dollar. It's the simple budgeting app that helps anyone plan for their month. They can track their spending. They can save for things that matter most, the big moments and those everyday moments. You can download the app or check the show notes for the link and create your free account today. Jade Washall, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. We're talking with Tiffany in Chicago. She has a nine-month-old, a twelve-month-old. She's making thirty-one hundred dollars a month. She she has a car that is valued at about five thousand. We think the payoff is around ten thousand with a tote the note lot. She's got a lot of other miscellaneous debts and uh, has had, and we established early, uh, a lot of chaos mm-hmm. uh, and 
uh, disorganization in her process, and we're discussing what her next steps are. So, Jade, I'll let you jump in. Yeah, I think right now, obviously, we've got a bit of an income problem, and I want to try to find where where we can find some of this money. So my first question to you, Tiffany, is what's your living situation? Are you living with anybody? Is anyone living with you? Tell me about that. Oh, well, let me try that. picking up the line. That'll help. Okay. Now, go ahead, Tiffany. Oh, I'm sorry. It was our fault. I yeah. didn't pick up the line. <laughs> uh, can you hear me? Yes, yes ma'am. We can. we can now. Oh, okay. I was like, what's happening? <laughs> what happened? What happened? Um, so, yeah, I live alone. Um, it's just me and my kids, and I rent. Um, mm-hmm. And my rent's probably like $1,200. Uh-huh. So, Good. Um, so $1,200 rent. Um, I want to know, are you getting a tax return every year? Um. A little bit. I've uh, I've adjusted that uh, to not get one because I have been uh, trying to get out of this mess since I've known it that it was mess, and I've kind of okay, listened a lot to Dave Ramsey, and I bought the total total money makeover, good. and I was like, oh my gosh, this is such a a light to my eyes, and I feel so much less stressed. Good. So I have adjusted that uh, to make sure I do get if I do get anything, it's very minimal. So okay. I can make sure I can pay my bills. Okay. And how many hours a work week are you working? I work um, 80, and if they offer overtime, I am the first one to volunteer. You All work right. 80? Well, $40. I'm 40 hours. 40, okay, okay, for. that's okay. Yeah. I was about to say, we need a different job if that's what's, <laughs> what it's getting you. Um, <laughs> but at 40, and I know you've got the kids, it sounds like you've got mm-hmm. some family in the area that'll help you. You got it. At this point, it's an equation, right? We got it. We got to okay. make a bigger shovel because you have a big hole, right, to fill yeah. up. Um, and that's going to look like you looking for employment that at the core earns mm-hmm. more, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. I want you to, I want you to start, you know, beefing up the resume. I want you to start looking okay. for jobs that you can transfer okay. your skill set. And so before we okay. get off the line, we're going to get you h- hooked up with Ken Coleman stuff. I'm sure you've seen it, but we'll make sure you have yeah. that because I want your core income to be bigger. Uh, when Sam okay. and I were paying off our debt, when we started, we were making 30000 That is unsustainable. Uh-huh. It We could do all the side hustles in the world and it wouldn't have made a difference. So you got to get the core right. income up. And then in the meantime, while you're working towards that, you do need the side hustles. Also. yeah. Mm-hmm. So okay. basically those okay. two things together will double your income on the short term. Mm-hmm. On the short term. Okay. And you can do that. And, and then we can start cleaning this up. Now, you said you had a repo debt of how much? Um, 13000 Okay. And what was the other debts other than the 5000 on or the 10000 on the car? Uh, uh, $6,000 in credit cards. Mm-hmm. Um, probably uh, like another six. This is off the top of my head. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Um, probably like another six in loans. Mm-hmm. Um, 73 in student loans. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's it. Okay. About, yeah. about 100000 yeah. So you're not paying on the student loans yet. No. You're not paying on the $13,000 repo at this point, are you? No. Good. Okay. So you've only got the credit cards and the other loan that you're paying a little bit on. We're going to cut up the credit cards. You've already probably done that after reading Total Money Makeup. Absolutely. So here's I the thing. I, one of the things I discovered, I told you I didn't grow up with money. One of the things I discovered was I could learn from anybody about anything by reading you read the total money makeover and it helped you agreed yes so if i stack books on you right now will you read them because i'm going to give you a bunch of them if you'll do it absolutely all right right. so we're going to send you ken coleman's book from paycheck to purpose we're also going to set you up with his assessment 
to because uh, I want you to aim at a long-term career. Right now, we're going to get the core income up and mm-hmm. the side hustle, like Jade said. But I want you to think okay. about who Tiffany's going to be when she is thirty and when she's forty-two, mm-hmm. and what are you going to okay. be doing? You're going to be an executive sitting in an office corner office somewhere, smiling, making a hundred grand, doing what? I don't care. You go get go to code school. I don't care what you're going to do. All right, but you figure right. that out. All right. Then okay. the second thing I want you to do is I want you to go to. Let me see here. I'm going to get this up. Uh, go to this. Go go to uh, listen to this podcast. Craig Groeschel, and the last name is G R O E S C H E L. He's a pastor. He okay. has a leadership podcast. The guest on the podcast, like three or four episodes back was an African-American lady, came from where you are. She's now the president of the Dallas Mavs. Wow. Oh, my gosh. And she was the CEO of AT&T at one point. She's a okay. force to be reckoned with. I thoroughly enjoyed listening to the podcast. She was inspiring to me, and she will be to you, because I want her future, I want her situation to be your future, okay? Okay. I want you thinking like that, because mm-hmm. I, I, I want you to break this cycle for your 9-month-old and for your 12-year-old. It, it stops with you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. And yeah. um, then we're gonna give you Ken Coleman's book, Paycheck to Purpose. I gave you the, the, uh, the that to listen to. Mm-hmm. Now, then, I, I the first thing we can scratch money together. I don't want you to pay anything on student loans. Just don't pay them right yeah. now. Forget them. Okay. Even though they come okay. up in October, just don't pay them. Just don't, forget them. Don't oh. do the on ramp okay. though. Don't don't do anything. Just ignore okay. them. No, if you ignore them, it'll put you on the on ramp, and the interest will accrue. Okay. Well, your, okay. Go go in and do the stupid in, safe thing. Yes, and, get and do it, the thirty dollar yes. or whatever it is. It, it'll they tell be you zero. It'll be zero for you. Yeah, and just don't don't you don't worry about paying on the student loan, but pay the That's minimum right. you can get in the save the new save program. It's a horrible program, but it at but least we have keeps a plan some, at the end. This but, is yeah, for, we're gonna, we're yeah. going to pay it off later. But right now I'm minimizing your outflow because I need you to gather up a couple thousand dollars for a car. Mm-hmm. When you got a couple thousand dollars for a car, I want you to walk in to this tote the note dealer and tell them you talked to um, your financial counselor who said Mm -hmm. that they should talk to you about taking this car back with no repossession. You've already paid enough on it. Give them the keys. Have them sign a paper you owe nothing. Don't give them the keys unless you get this. Sign the title over to them and wash your hands of this car and walk away. They will do that deal because they do it every day. It's their whole game plan. Their business model is overpriced cars, over-interest cars, so they take them back and resell them. It's how okay. they function. Mm-hmm. And so they, okay. you've already paid enough on it. They've made profit on you. And, and if they say, we won't do that, say, my financial counselor told me I should talk to an attorney. Should I do that? Or do you guys want to do this? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because your financial then, counselor is me, and I just told right. you that. Right. Okay? And so you see I'm what we're doing. We're them. scaring them because the contract that they have is probably bustable with a lawyer, but I don't want to spend money on a lawyer. I just want to bluff these rednecks into taking mm-hmm. the car back. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they take it back, no repo and no deficit. They don't get anything on you. Mm -hmm. And then you go buy a $2,000 car with cash. Mm -hmm. And not from there. And not not cash, not from them. Just go go find one in the freaking Craigslist. Mm -hmm. It's a garage sale car. Who cares? Okay. We're just, it's a short term thing. We're going to get a better car in two years anyway. We're not going to drive this car for very long. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Then you're going to get the uh, the loan paid off and the credit cards paid off, and uh, then we're going to reach over and do the same thing with that student loan with that deficit on that car, 
debt, that car repo. You can settle that $13,000 debt for about two or $3,000 if you call them up with cash in your pocket and say, well, I can settle this right now. I'm a single mom. I'm, I'm a bankruptcy looking for a place to happen. Are you guys sure you'd want this on the books, or do you want to take three grand as settlement in full? Settlement in full is your big word. You use that with the with the uh, tote the note dealer. When I give you this car back, it's settlement in full, and I want a statement, a paper showing that. Otherwise, I got to go talk to my attorney, and I don't want to do that. Please, let's just take this deal and be done with it. Same thing with these guys with the repo. Okay, so a couple grand here or there, we got you a car and got rid of most of your debt. Right. This is pretty okay. cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm talking good. I'm talking this time next year, girl, you have no debt. Oh my gosh, that would be amazing. If you do it the stuff I just told you to do. Like that would be amazing. You it do, will be amazing. Do you understand what I just told you to do? Do you have any questions about it? I do not. I wrote everything down. Okay. And you call us back if you're in the middle of this and you got a question. I know that's right. And okay. if you want me to call the tote the note guy, I will. Give me a call. Mm-hmm. And if you need a lawyer, that would be fun. If you need a letter from a lawyer, you better call me because my brother's a lawyer. I'll get you Ooh, one in two seconds, wee. girl. That could be fun. That could be fun. We're helping hey, her. We're, we're, we're doing this. You're going to turn this around. We're br- this ends with you. This breaks the cycle. Breaks with you, Tiffany. And so, hang on. We're going to send you every bit of that stuff. This is the Ramsey Show. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Thank you for joining us. Jade Washaw, Ramsey personality, is my co-host. The phone number is 888-825-5225. That's 888 888- Eight two five five two two five. Karen is in Denver to start this hour. Hi, Karen. How are you? I'm great, Dave and Jay. Thank you so much for taking my call. You're my two favorite personalities. So honored to be here, and also a little bit nervous. Well, thank you. We won't tell the other ones. I might tell Ken. <laughs> we might tell Ken. Yeah. Um, Jade and I love your term skinny fat because I totally identify with that from a, a financial aspect, not so much food. Yes, ma'am. How so, can we help you? Um, Dave, I'm 62 and uh, debt-free except for mortgages. I do have a rental property that's free and clear, and I know how you feel about selling those to get out of debt. Um, if I sell this rental property, I will be close to debt-free. But I owe the IRS, when I sell that property, I've had it 20 years, I will owe the IRS uh, about $65,000. So you've never really discussed kind of, um, you know, your thoughts on how your desire for us to become debt-free relates to making that big payment to the IRS. Are you still good with go ahead, sell that thing, pay the IRS, and be done? Probably. Uh, but you know, I always just try to figure out if there's another way to skin a cat rather than give the government money. Right. My first goal, the reason I want anybody to be debt free, including me is it's the shortest distance to wealth. Right. I get that. And stability. So it's not, we don't, what Dave wants doesn't really matter, but the, you know, where does it take you is what it, what matters. So let's get you there. You're 62. You owe what on your current home? Um, I, owe um, well, I, I made another mistake. I bought a uh, property where I'm going to retire someday, and I know that's not something that you're fond of. Um, so, but I, and I owe three ninety five on that. The house I live in, I owe forty on. 
And then the other rental property, I owe zero on. It's free and clear. Okay. The house you owe 40 on is worth, the house you owe 40 on is worth what? Uh, it's about worth 425. Okay. And the house that you owe 395 on is located where? It's in California. It's worth 800. Okay. Wow. And uh, and no one and no one lives in it. No one lives in it. Yes, it's it's rented. Oh, it's rented. Okay, yes. so you have two rental properties. One of them mm-hmm. you intend to retire in. Correct. And when do you intend to retire? That all depends on how you help me with this question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, probably within two to three years. Okay. It'll be partial retirement. I'll never completely retire. I'm your age. I don't. I'm not ready to. Yeah. Retire yeah. just yet. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. I just. I'm trying to figure out the timing on this. No, I get it. So why it. California? Why Northern California? Um. Actually, I have family there, and I would like to be near a body of water. I've been landlocked my entire life, and I'm also tired of the cold. Okay. So this is um, near the ocean. Correct. Like Sonoma or something like that. Ooh, that's nice. Well, it's actually Southern California. Oh, Southern. I thought you said Northern. Okay. That's still very nice. Okay. I might have because I am a little nervous. That's okay. That's okay. Um, Is it your work? Is it your work that's preventing you from? What's the, what's the, I'm sorry, go ahead. I just, I'm Mike, I'm looking at these numbers. I'm like, okay, you want to be in Southern California. You've got a rental that's free and clear that you don't want to pay the IRS debt on. You've got a home worth 40000 or that you owe 40000 worth four twenty five. You could sell Why now don't and move down there now and if go. you could work yeah. there. That's what I'm getting at. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm self-employed as a realtor, so oh, I would need yeah. to, start, to start, over. Uh, start a new business. Yeah, you yeah. I see. start over. I that see. doesn't sound fun. Okay. All right. Um... What's the rental worth? The one um, that I'm considering selling, I could probably sell it for um, three fifty ish. Mm-hmm. So you've got a million dollars in equity between these three, mm-hmm. right? It's just the scrambled eggs that's driving us nuts. Okay. Right, and I and I'm just and how I mean, did you come up with a sixty-five thousand dollar gain? Did you have your tax person calculate that with your adjusted yeah. basis? Yeah. Yeah, my CPA okay. estimates about that's about what I'll owe because I've had it for twenty years, and then that and my income, I guess. Okay, so the big okay concern number one is debt free is the shortest distance to wealth. Concern number two is when you retire, a paid for property is essential to st- that you live in is mm-hmm. essential for stability because it's your largest item. And if you retire at 65 years old and you live to 95, you've got 30 years of rent increases. You know, this is a real estate agent. You do not want to be a renter for the next 30 years or a, have a mortgage. You want a paid for piece of real estate that you live in at retirement. So these are our goals. Mm -hmm. So, um, you're going to sell this rental. It's just a matter of when. Correct. I'm going to sell it regardless because it's 40 years old and it's time to yeah. go back to the universe. So you're, I would end gonna, up yeah. buying like you're, a little you're gonna sell it, and You're going to sell it when you move to California and you retire and you sell the house you live in. Or you're going to sell True. it now and mm-hmm. reduce the mortgage, of pay off the little $40,000 mortgage and reduce mm-hmm. the other mortgage, finish that California mortgage off when you retire and sell the house you live in, right? Correct. So it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You're going to sell this. You're not going to keep it 25 years. So, you know, it's just a matter of when you pay the 65, mm-hmm. not if. Right. 
could, so, well, I mean, I could 1031 exchange it forever, but I don't, I'm tired of tenants, toilets, and trash, quite frankly. Yeah, and I, I and I don't, I, and I, I want I, your, I want your California house paid off, and it's not paid off with the sale of your personal residence. Right. Correct. So I got to get there, and so since I got to get there, I got to sell the rental now or when you retire move to california i'm catching on now i'm seeing i'm seeing the scrambled eggs okay mm-hmm. so yeah go ahead and sell it just because you're going to sell it anyway okay don't give it away there's no rush there's no i was no. going to say if, if you and don't pay off the 40 have you got enough in the bank to pay off your house no not right this moment you don't have forty thousand bucks laying around well i do but i, I knew for it. uncle sam it's for uncle sam it's, yeah, it's your, it's your, it's your real like estate. Quarterlies, you know? it's, your it's your quarterlies, but you don't have you don't have any yeah. you don't have any other non-retirement investments laying around. You can just knock your house out. Correct. Okay. Well, then sell the rental, pay off your house, pay that, pay the sixty-five, throw the rest of it at the California. Then when you retire, sell your house mm-hmm. and pay your house off in California. That ain't bad. That gets us there. Yeah. Took a minute. It took a minute. I, I, part of me is like, okay, this first if she's got, still got two years. She could possibly let it accumulate a little bit more value for two years before she sells it right before she goes to California. I, I mean, it's it's not a lot, but it, I'm just saying. Yeah. Trying to get this money. That would work, too. I She's tired of it. I'm tired she of it. She is tired of it. About it. <laughs> let it go. <laughs> <laughs> this is The Ramsey Show. Hey, Ramsey Podcast listeners, if you love the show and want to take a deeper dive, check out our free weekly email newsletter. It's full of trending, helpful articles and tips to keep you motivated to win with your money, relationships, and career. From the best side hustles to how to make friends as an adult, get what you need to thrive delivered straight to your inbox. Just go to RamseySolutions.com slash newsletter today to sign up. That's RamseySolutions.com slash newsletter. Jade Washall, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Hey, guys, if you want to help us out, we'd appreciate it. You know, we provide this show as a podcast, as a YouTube show, as a radio show, as a TBN show, as a free service to you guys. And we appreciate you hanging out with us. We would also appreciate it if you would click subscribe or click follow or share the show just by telling someone about it or actually cut the link out, email it to your friend and go, hey, listen to this. Or if your particular, uh, whether it's Spotify or Apple or whatever, uh, has you know Google Play, if they have a share feature, just click the share feature and you can share it. Uh, sometimes it's that easy. Sometimes it's you're listening on talk radio and you say, hey, our local talk radio station has the Ramsey show. However you share it, we appreciate it. Our question of the day is brought to you by Neighborly, your hub for home services. When you need to make repairs, schedule routine maintenance, or find local help for home improvement projects, Neighborly is your source for reliable home service providers in your area. Go to Neighborly.com to start your search. All right. Today's question comes from Carolyn in Arizona. She says, when you have a company match, does that count towards your 15%? My husband's work has a 3% match. We invest 3% of his gross into an RSP, which I believe is a Canadian 401k, and the employer contributes 3%. Would you say that this is three a 3% or a 6% contribution towards our 15%? That was a lot of numbers, but basically she's talking about, you know, we say in baby step four, that is the time that we want you to start investing 15% of your gross income 
into your retirement, okay? Yeah, at the core of this question, Carolyn, is don't ask how little can I invest because the more you invest, the more money you have. Mm-hmm. Ask how can I invest more? more? That's good. Don't try to figure out a way to do less. Figure out a way to do more. And then here's the other thing. Um, if you switch jobs, you might get to a job where there's no match or there's less match. You don't know what, what yeah. the future holds. And so I think it's always good to practice the muscle of investing your 15% of, of your, your dollars. Money, yeah, because the, the match and the pensions and yeah. all that stuff are gravy. That's not money. That's not yeah. your money. You invest 15% of your money, you'll become wealthy. Mm-hmm. The other gravy will add to it. Yeah, and that's going to be great. And, th- and that, that's the way to get at this. Good job. Good job. Nancy's in Chicago. Hi, Nancy. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hello. Taking. Thank you for taking my call. Sure. What's up? Well, I want to know what you would suggest a person would do after the U.S. switches to a digital currency. What should people do who currently use cash as a budgeting tool? Um, well, the first thing is I'm going to suggest you quit me reading so many articles on the Internet because the U.S. is not going to switch to 100% digital. That's that's the gold people that are trying to sell gold on Fox News commercials that are telling you that that because there's not the U.S. Here's the thing, Nancy. The U.S. is about ninety five percent digital now. Mm-hmm. Almost all of our transactions move a digit from one account to another. Now, if you write a okay. check, it's a digit. It's not cash. If you use a debit card, it's a digit, not cash. If you have direct deposit from Social Security or direct deposit from your work, it's not cash. It's a digit. Those are all digital transactions. If you buy a house and you wire money from your uh, mutual fund to your closing attorney, Mm -hmm. it's a digit. Almost, if you buy a car these days, I, wi- I bought a car the other day, I wired money to the dealer. It's a, it's a digit. I didn't walk over there with a suitcase of cash. And so the vast majority of transactions, 90-something percent of them, probably nine, north of 95% in the U.S. are already digital. But the, is the U.S. going to do away with the greenback, in, not in my lifetime or yours? I sure hope you're right, because I've been worrying about this, since I'm a person that can't have a credit card, because if I spend money just by swiping, it doesn't register with me, and it'll just evaporate. Now, I'm a person that has a redneck emergency fund in my front pocket. It's a 1000 bucks and $100 bills. I've carried it most of my life in my wallet, and so I'm with you. I'm a cash dude. And I, I'm not above walking up and actually making somebody learn how to make change for the first time at the register all day. And so um, I, I'm that guy. So I'm right with you. But I, I truly don't think we're going to do away with currency. And most of what you're reading has a fear factor to get you to buy gold or it is some kind of conspiracy theory stuff on uh bricks or any of these other things that are going around uh, just to make us worry that the entire u.s economy is so fragile that it's going to collapse because russia which isn't their economy is hardly the size of texas mm-hmm. is is going to do something russia's not going to do spit they don't have the muscle to they can't even feed their own people mm-hmm. and so you know it just nancy whatever it is that you're reading that's causing you to worry quit reading it mm-hmm. scary it is scary. I, you know, I know people have different 
thoughts around all of that. But then there's parts of me that I think about. There's so many things that have happened throughout history that we who are used to those things, we look at this and go, yeah, it's just part of life. But as it was occurring, people were probably like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. I mean, cars, the cars that we have today, there was a time where that wasn't a thing. Flying airplanes, like all of those things, you could look back and go, oh my gosh, there was a time when this wasn't a thing. And maybe, who knows, in the next lifetime, the next generation, they will live in a different sort of currency. But we already have. We yeah. already are. I mean, you think about when I was a kid, We the number of checks we wrote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't do that anymore. I, I in The number of times you write, a, you see someone write a check at the grocery store? Yeah, yeah. Today? Don't, I don't, do they even take You're checks? You're much more likely to see them using cash. Yeah, but my point is we've adapted and that's, that stuff is a slow burn. Yeah. And before you know it, you look up and you go, oh yeah, we, we live lives our lives in a totally different way. Um, yes. And I just think there's something that, to be said for that. That's the innocent version. The the, the malevolent version, uh, the, the I can't say yeah, it. You're, you're the, close. the evil version mm-hmm. is that there's a conspiracy that the U.S. is going to control the di- all right. the digits and therefore they're going to control your life. Well, they already do <laughs> have all the digits yeah, they do. and they don't control your life with those digits. And so, so the question is not the digits being allowed to control your life, digital money, because when you use your Apple phone or when you use a, car- a credit card or a debit card or you transfer money any other way, uh, ACH or anything mm-hmm. else, it's yeah. all digits. So when you do that, they already have all of that. Absolutely. That's all available. Mm-hmm. And so, and so far they've not used that to steal our freedoms. No, not you yet. know, but the, there's a commercial I heard it the other day. And then I saw a different thing, a write up that, mm-hmm. you know, when the U S goes digital, you are not going to do transactions. And if they want to cancel you because they don't like your faith or they don't like whatever, yeah. they can just turn off your ability to do business mm-hmm. as if it's like the the mark of the beast or yeah, something in revelation. Times. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I'm sorry, folks. I, you know, this, it, there may be a mark of the beast someday, but this one's not it. Mm-hmm. There was a whole thing going around for years that the credit card was the mark of the beast. Oh yeah. I, you had to have a credit card to do a transaction. Yeah. And then the, the last one was with the Fauci, Fauci quarantine. Yeah. They had the, uh, the, the, uh, vaccine passport. Yes, uh-huh. it was gonna, it was, that was going to be the mark of the beast. And, and at so, one point, it was when your God, face, I'm getting old. I've seen a lot scans. of beasts with marks. <laughs> when your iPhone scans your face to let you into the phone, it's like they're going to scan your eyeball. Yeah, and that's going to be yeah. Like, now they got your eyeball. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's it's every and just don't get Rachel Nancy. I'm glad you didn't call when Rachel Cruz was here because she's the conspiracy theorist <laughs> extraordinaire, and um, she would have joined you in this. But no, we're I'm not going to join you. So I, I'm going to tell you, honey, don't worry. I'm not worried. I'm not worried. I got big old piles of cash, and I'm not worried about it going out of style. <laughs> um, like real actual greenbacks. So there we go. Yeah, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. And uh, and gold doesn't solve this, by the way, because there's never been a failed economy or a government takeover when people exchanged gold bars. I'm going to run down to Walmart with my gold bar <laughs> so, since the economy <laughs> failed, and I'm going to get me some blue jeans. <laughs> you know, it's, not, it's just not going to happen, boys and girls. Not going to happen. Okay. It, you can't find a, since the Roman Empire, a, mod, a modern-day economy in the last... 400 300 years that used actual gold as a medium of exchange exclusively so these guys telling you to buy gold because that's what one of the commercials was on the digits yeah uh, because america's going digital and you need gold 
it's the latest fear to buy yeah. gold crap. Don't do it. This is the Ramsey Show. Jade Washall Ramsey personality is my co-host today. I'm Dave Ramsey, your host. Thank you for being with us. Kim is in Jacksonville, Florida. Hi, Kim. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave. Hi, Jade. Thank you so much for taking my call. Sure. Um, and thank you for all your work, Dave. It's changed everything for me. Uh, but my question is, I sold my house. I downsized and bought a townhouse for me and my daughters. And I was only short about $16,000. So instead of taking a mortgage, I just took a line of credit against my car um, since it was a lowest, lower interest rate and it was only 16000 So now I don't know because it's my last debt. Should I tackle this like it's baby step number two and clear out my um, uh, emergency fund? Or should I look at it like it's my mortgage, even though technically my mortgage is paid for, and uh, continue on the baby steps because I'm on baby steps? currently if I go that route. I would tackle it as baby step two. What do you have? Yeah, because what else do you owe on the car? You tack the 16K to your car? That was all. The car was paid for. Yeah, the car was paid for. Um, So your only debt in the whole world is $16,000. Do you have it it laying around anywhere? Well, it's in my savings account, but that's my... Oh, I actually only... I borrowed 16, but now I've been paying it for the last five months aggressively so i only owe eleven thousand dollars how much is in your emergency fund seventeen thousand pay it off today Mm -hmm. and just stack back up that savings yeah Yeah. i I agree with jade what's your income okay um well i just got a raise so i'm up to fifty seven thousand okay so you'll aggressively rebuild the five thousand six thousand back up to a good emergency fund within just a couple of months Mm mm-hmm Okay, that's what I was thinking. I, I mean, I was ready. I called the bank. I asked my lady. I'm like, hey, I think I'm ready to pay it off. And then I thought, well, maybe I should, you know, keep that emergency and work at, you know, baby step number four because I'm not at 15% right now. Um, so, yeah, that's why I wanted to call. I wanted yeah, to see what if it was, If it was, uh, you know, a little bit more money or something, I might slow down and make it six or something. But mm-hmm. I, I think it's, th- so there's, a, there's a tremendous amount to be said for cleanliness. Okay. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> this is just clean. Mm-hmm. Your life is very okay. clean. You are baby step seven. Now we just rock and roll on the investments as soon as we get the emergency fund done, right? Mm-hmm. Right, right. Get yeah. that in because I'm only at like four or five percent right now with investments, yeah. so I have to I have to work on that. So well, you you're gonna jack that as high as you can possibly jack it after mm-hmm. you get the house paid off and the emergency fund in place. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you so very much. I appreciate it. Thank you. We appreciate you calling. That was good. That was good. She kind of just jumped back a step. She'll do two, three, and four, and on to the races. That's good. Not sure I would have done it that way, but now that we're there, that's the plan. <laughs> Jared is in Minnesota. Hi, Jared. How are you? Hey, Dave. How are you doing? How can we help? Yeah, uh, my wife and I um, are going to be expecting a baby in March. Congratulations. And we are trying. Thank you. Uh, we are trying to find something uh, a little bit more suitable um, for living. Um, and with the high costs of rent, we were thinking about potentially getting a house um, so that the mortgage is uh, usually roughly about the same or a little less. Mm. Do you guys have any debt? Yeah, I'm currently a student. I'm in my last year of school. 
Um, and I've had to pay my way through and I'm about 61 in student loans. And then she had a car that she had bought after she graduated, um, a few years ago, which is at 18. What's your degree in? My degree is math education. What are you going to do? Teach? Yep. Okay. What, what will a math teacher make? Um, usually starting, it, it depends on the, the school district, um, anywhere from, uh, 40 to 50. What about your wife? Uh, she currently makes 51. Okay. And she's done with school. Salary. Yeah, she's done with school and she's, she's working currently. And what is her profession? Uh, art teacher. So a couple of teachers. Two teachers. Okay. Um, yeah. Look, uh, congratulations on the baby coming. I'm excited for you guys. I want you to have a house. I want you to have all those things, mm-hmm. but I want you to have them the right way so they don't have you, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> um, right? So first, first things first, hey, I'm just going to walk the baby steps on this. Are you familiar with mm-hmm. that at all? A little bit. Okay. So this is going to be the fastest, as Dave would say, the cleanest way uh, for you to not only pay off your debt, save up the money you need, and eventually build wealth. So there's a framework here. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it involves paying off your debt first before purchasing a home. And the reason right. for that is, A, your income right now is tied up in your student, it's gonna be tied up in your student loans, it's tied up in your car. And we wanna free that up mm-hmm. so that you're able to save the down payment you want, you're able to get the house that you truly want, right? Mm-hmm. Makes sense? Yeah, rent is a great deal, short term. It's a horrible deal mm-hmm. long term. So I agree with you. You don't want to do it long term. But short term, you, if you buy a house with this much debt, you, you have to buy an extra bedroom for Sally Mae. Mm-hmm. Because, you you know, she's still living with you. Mm-hmm. And you need to kick the old woman mm-hmm. out before you buy a house because it's going to strain you. Heat and air will go out. The water heater will go out. And the roof will leak the first week you move in this house with a bunch of debt. Don't do that. You're going to get yourself in a pinch. You're, you're a broke college student brand new married, mm-hmm. brand new baby on the way, you're at the broke end of life. Yeah. Do you it's have the, any money most, saved? It's the most broke you'll ever be <laughs> That's right a now. Fact. It'll, it'll be nothing but better from here. You'll have better incomes from here, uh, better situation from here. So renting for the next little while uh, is uh, – the babies don't take up much room. They're small. Mm-hmm. And, and renting for a little while while you guys get your mess cleaned up that you've made – and then have a solid foundation to buy, the home will be a blessing for you and not a curse if you'll do that. It is not popular among your friends for me to tell you that, but I don't really care what your friends think. They're broke. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to take financial advice from broke people. So uh, the, the, the risk that you are adding mathematically to your life by adding a house to a new baby and to a big old pile of debt, this spells stress. True that. Anxiety, problems in relationships. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. Please keep your life calm and simple. Get out. Both of you get a job. Both of you work your tail off. Smile about the time that we had to eat broke people food and drive broke people cars. Yeah. And you'll remember that. Sharon and I had those days. Jade and Sam had those days. When you're first getting married, that's the normal thing. That's right. And by it, the way, if you're sitting on a big chunk of money because you have money from the wedding or money from graduation, throw it at the debt. Throw it at the debt. Clean it up. List your debts smallest yep. to largest and dump them in that area. We'll give you a baby gift. Financial Peace <laughs> University. We're going to give your baby a gift. We're going to teach its mama and daddy how to handle money. 
And if you'll follow the stuff I teach you and that and that Rachel and George and Deloney teach you in Financial Peace University, you will become wealthy. Mm-hmm. If you don't follow it, you will stump your toe, stumble and struggle and look like most people looking good and broke and buying crap you can't afford with money you don't have to impress people you don't even really like. And so it is a normal good dad unction to go buy your new child a home. Thank you for being a good dad. But you're going to resist that in order to be a great dad. That's right. And a dad that delays pleasure. Children do what feels good. Adults devise a plan and follow it. So hang on. We'll get you guys signed up for Financial Peace University. And you two go through that together. As a young married couple, it'll be the best thing you've ever done. I promise you. Mm. And if you don't, I'll give you all your money back. Oh, wait a minute. You didn't pay for it. (laughs) So there you go. (laughs) I'll take some of that money back. (laughs) (laughs) That was our old, back in the day, we had Financial Peace University. We had a money back guarantee. Uh We said, if you go to all nine classes, you won't want your money back. If you don't go to all (laughs) nine classes, we won't give you your money back. But if you'll go to all nine classes, you won't ever ask for a refund. (laughs) And never had a single person ask for a refund. So there you go. That's good. It's a great class. um, Yeah, you just got to prove attendance in all nine classes and that you hated it and that we ripped you off. Mm -hmm. Nah. Nobody ever got mad at anybody for getting them out of debt. Didn't happen. That's right. Too much fun. This is The Ramsey Show. Our scripture today, James 1, 4, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And Sullivan said, people seldom see the halting and painful steps by which the most insignificant success is achieved. <laughs> Love it. Gina is with us in San Antonio. Hi, Gina. Welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave. Thank you so much for having me. My honor. How can we help? Long-time listener, big fan. Um, So I have been married 19 years, uh, 55 years old. I am going through a divorce. Mm. We're probably towards the end of, unfortunately, a pretty contentious divorce. Uh, We have been blessed with a lot of assets and a very good income. Um, And my question is, you know, because I, I was not in charge of our finances when we were married. My my former husband handled all that, and I have to say he did a great job. Um, my question is, what debt should I prioritize to pay off once the divorce is final? Oh, my. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. That's Thank really you. hard. Well, a friend of mine that yeah. do, does divorce counseling says that divorce turns a marriage into a business transaction. And so first and foremost, let me clarify, uh, what you're going to end up with and why, um, are are you, who's taking the home? Our primary home has already been sold and we've each already purchased new homes. Okay, good. That's good news. So that got rid of that problem. Mm -hmm. Is there any co debt that both of you are on? Yes, sir. We have three investment homes Mm -hmm. that have 50% equity. Mm-hmm. We have a SBA loan that we had to take out during COVID of 150000 And um, we have a vehicle that we owe about 26000 that my former husband will be taking. Okay. The divorce court does not have the power to remove you from those debts. 
it has the power to assign the debts to one of you. But if the let's say your husband's taking the car, it has your name on the debt. If he doesn't mm-hmm. pay it, it comes back on you. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you have what's called a contingent liability as if you co-signed on those. So all of those debts that you mentioned are real concerning uh, because mm-hmm. I, I got a feeling the SBA loan is a business loan, obviously, and it's he's probably running that business, it sounds like. We actually are both. 50-50 owners on our business. We have a business together as well. Oh. So it's, there's a lot of pieces. It's a big web, which is why this has been going on since January. So what's happening um, with the business? Who's going to end up with it? Well, he's going to maintain that business, that LLC. Um, I, we are in the same business uh, in the meetings and events business, and we each have our own clients. He'll maintain the LLC that's in existence, and I will establish a new one. Okay, and you'll take your clients and go on with your life. Okay, that the SBA yes, loan is in both of your names. Yes, sir. And it's a now he's offered to take it the debt, but I don't know exactly um, how that. Like you said, I'm not same really same thing. It has your name on it. He can take it, but if he doesn't refinance it and get mm-hmm. your name off of it, and doesn't mm-hmm. pay it for some reason, let's say he gets in trouble in business or gets mm-hmm. an IRS lien or something that that even he didn't see coming. Okay, mm-hmm. you're going to end up holding the bag on these investment properties, this SBA loan, this car, mm-hmm. if he's supposed mm-hmm. to take them, unquote, quote, unquote. So, um, and, and divorce attorneys don't do a good job of explaining that to people. Mm-hmm. So they oftentimes heard- they oftentimes just split things up and they go, well, he's got the car and mm-hmm. I got this investment house and he's still on the investment house that you got, you know. And, uh, he's still mm-hmm. got, you know, if you screw it up, he's, he's baked then. So, uh, you said there's a, a lot of assets. Yeah. Uh, what kind of cash do you guys yeah, have? Yeah, really? Well, um, so we, we did make a, um, a nice proceeds from the sale of our primary home. We split those. That was about $328,000 each. Okay. But- so those those monies were um, split and they were, there's a legal word for them, partitioned. Okay. Yep. So normally the lawyers advise not to buy new homes in the middle of a divorce, right? right, so it becomes right. Community property. But we signed documents that the funds were partitioned. Of that 328,000, um, the loan I, re- I was able to get by just barely um, only allowed me to put down 140,000. So I still have the rest of that cash untouched in a bank account that I would like to put down towards my current home. I also received a large inheritance. Unfortunately, it's been a heck of a couple of years. Both my parents passed in the last two years. Mm. Mm. Sorry about that. Yeah. That's still, um, I received an inheritance of $528,000. Um, and it's in a separate account as well. Untouched. It's just been sitting there. Um, let me let so, me let me propose something really weird. It, it may throw a monkey mm-hmm. wrench in the middle of your negotiations. I, I would propose selling the three rental houses, paying off the SBA mm-hmm. and paying off the house and splitting the cash. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. Paying off the car. I'm sorry. Paying off the car. Paying off the SBA loan. Getting rid of the th- three rentals, and then you just walk away with a pile of cash. He walks away with a pile of cash. Yeah, because what would have been the plan with the rentals? Well, that you it, each just it, get a piece guess, of it. I'm guessing you guys were getting ready to split those up, weren't you? Yeah. Now we keep dancing around like how's this going to work, and we can only remove each other from title. And exactly, well, that's what I'm talking about. You can get off a title, but you can't get off the mortgage. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Correct. a stupid SBA loan. 
You can go open your right. own LLC, but you're still on the stupid loan mm-hmm. for 175k. Cleanliness. Right. Here it is again. Yeah. yeah, that's been the. And so yeah. I, it's um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I think you're both setting up a very sad uh, reason, but you're both setting up a new dream. Your 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 20 year from now future is a completely different picture than it was five years ago. Right. And it doesn't involve an SBA loan and it doesn't involve him having a car payment with your name on it. And it doesn't involve three rental houses. The only way I would keep those rental properties is if you refinanced them and got each other's names off of them. Okay. It's cause it's going to bite you. I've done that. I've done this for 30 years. It's going to come back and bite you. It may be 10 years. It may be, uh, Five years from now, you want to remarry, and y'all want to do something, and this stupid SBA loan has got your name mm-hmm. on it, and it keeps mm-hmm. you you and your new husband from getting a house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is going to, as long as you keep all this around, it's going to keep each of you from having the fresh start that you want. Yeah, that you need. Mm-hmm. It's your best shot at healing is the complete separation. So. I don't know if I can talk okay. you guys and the lawyers into this, but, man, if it was me, I would want to be, uh, you know, shake the dust Heck off yeah. my feet, man. I'd want to be clear. Mm-hmm. A couple stupid rental houses to be done with the SBA loan, the car loan, and him. Yeah, that's not. And mm-hmm. you get all the ca- you get your half of the cash net. Hey, it's kind of a no brainer. Then the only thing we got to split up is the four hundred one ks or whatever's laying out there. There's nothing else left. Y'all already split the home. Right, right. You're gonna end up walking away okay. with over a million dollars cash in a debt free house you're living in. Well, uh, I would pay this, this house off, so that's my next question. Cause I yeah, yeah, you'd pay that house off. house paid off. But you got 528000 okay, so laying there now. You could do that. And you've got another mm-hmm. 200000 almost laying there from the from the partition. Mm-hmm. And you got the equities right. from the rentals. I don't even know what they are, minus the debts. I mean, the, the prices of the rentals, minus the debts, minus the taxes due because of the sale, mm-hmm. minus the SBA loan, minus paying off his car. Mm-hmm. And then the only thing left is divide up that cash and the 401ks against each other. Yeah, that ain't bad. And okay. it's That's just, really it's clean, it's clean yeah. walking. And if you want to buy some rentals, you know, after you finish crying and being mad and all the stuff that goes with this, you get her own, then go get you a rental later. But who, mm-hmm. you know, you got plenty of money you're you're both going to walk out of this millionaires i'm guessing that's what it sounds like and uh i know you are for sure with the inheritance mm-hmm. uh and you know and, and you've got a good client base you're confident in your your career steps you know you got a good solid place for healing mm-hmm. and a fresh start i'm so sorry yeah, but man I, that's I just, a lot of loss I, I really wouldn't try to keep my finances in the past while I'm trying to live a future. I don't know why the lawyers wouldn't oh, suggest they that. Just Are they the, just bozos? Or? They, they don't take into consideration these contingent liabilities because they don't have to deal with it five years from now. That's what it I is. do when they come to me. Yeah. I got to deal with it when it screws up and goes sideways. That puts us out of the Ramsey Show in the books. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. What's up, guys? It's Jade. Look, if you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey Baby Steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. That's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started.